Hey everyone, welcome back to the National Fire Radio Podcast. I am Jeremy, the host of the National Fire Radio daily episodes on the audio channels. Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been here before, thank you. What we could ask, and what I do ask, is like, share, follow, subscribe to the channels on whatever audio platform you listen to, because it does help us in the ratings and it helps us push this forward. We have had unbelievable support by this community, and I am so proud and honored, and it holds us accountable to make sure that we continue to push out the very best content we can possibly give you. This week, April 17th, 2023, leading into FDIC. This is the week prior to FDIC. This means all of our loose ends have to be tied up before we leave this coming weekend as we head out for the week in Indy. FDIC, if you've never been, I suggest you try to get there. I know that there's conversations about it's expensive and it's hard to get there. It's hard to take a few days off. It's, it's hard to afford it. I get that. But this is the largest trade show in America in regards to the fire service. And so if you can or have the opportunity to get there, please try to make that trip. I promise you this, between the exhibition and the hot training, it's the brotherhood and sisterhood that goes on there and the networking and connecting. It is incredible. If you have the opportunity to get the FDIC, I strongly recommend you try to get there. Let me talk about a few things leading up to FDIC. Um, the 2448 podcast. You'll hear an advertisement for them during the podcast. We are joining forces at FDIC this year. We're going to be in booth 13073 in the main corridor. We're going to be live podcasting from the booth during FDIC. Come find us. We're going to have guests and manufacturers in the booth having conversations as well as doing some question and answer stuff and everything else in between. That's going to be a lot of fun. So come find us in booth 13073 in partnership with the 2448 podcast. A couple other things this week. Training Partners. National Fire Radio presents Training Partners. You're going to hear about this in one of the podcasts this week about what Training Partners is all about. Something new that we're getting into, and we are very, very excited about that. And to share that with you, our community, this audience that has been so incredibly supportive, we are excited to bring you even more content in a different lane. Let's go. FDIC. We're going to be there. Like I said, we got a bunch of projects with a bunch of different manufacturers. Uh, Pip from the size up. He's going to be working with Mercedes Textiles uh, in doing some uh, health and wellness uh, stuff from the Mercedes booth. And we'll get you more information on that. Us, our large project this year, we're going to be working with Rev Group. Uh, Rev Group is the uh, parent company to many different manufacturing brands of fire apparatus. We'll be in Rev Group's booth this year. We're going to be there Thursday and Friday from 2 to 4 both days. We're going to be doing live walk-arounds of the TDA on Thursday. They're going to have a tractor-drawn aerial there. We're going to be doing a live walk-around with Steve Crothers and the crew from Tractor-Drawn Aerial, as well as the aerial specialist from Rev Group. So look for that. And then after that, we're throwing a happy hour. It's tiller time in the Rev booth. Join us in the Rev booth on Thursday from 2 to 4 for its tiller time happy hour. And then on Friday, we're going to be doing a walk around uh, on one of their brush trucks and their electric engine. We're going to be doing a walk around uh, as well. And the crowd can follow us as we do our apparatus innovation type content. And then obviously, it's happy hour and we're going to share a few cold ones with the, with the people coming through the booth. So that's in the Rev group booth on Thursday and Friday from 2 to 4. We're looking forward to 
meeting you, seeing you, taking pictures, and just having great conversations and tell you what we're doing at FDIC. And lastly, I want to talk about this, our sponsors. Without our sponsors, this podcast channel just isn't possible. And so please, give us another minute or two of your time before we roll into the daily episode and give our sponsors a listen. Our first sponsor of the podcast, Taylor's Tins. Taylor and his crew from Taylor's Tins have been manufacturing metal helmet fronts since 2017. With over 200,000 metal fronts in the market, they are a leader in the metal helmet front space. Their creativity, as well as customer service, sets them apart from the competition. They are manufacturing one-offs within 24 to 48 hours to ship to your door. Not only that, but head over to taylorstins.com and you'll see all the other products that they offer. Right now on their homepage, they have a whole page dedicated to vintage metal prints. It's so cool to see the original prints of the fire apparatus, fire hydrants, fire helmets, fire boots, flashlights. It's so cool. They are printed metal tins that hang on the wall that are aged and look to be from the original days of when these prints were drawn, looking for copyright and trademarks. It's really cool. Taylor and his crew are super creative. They're always pushing the envelope as to what products they offer to the fire service. Check them out at www.taylorstins.com. That's, again, taylorstins.com to get a hold of Taylor and his crew. And in the words of Taylor, stop burning up leather. This episode's brought to you by the 2448 Podcast. If you're a first responder with an entrepreneurial streak, check out the 2448 Podcast. Hosted by Sam Massa, who built lighting company Hi-Viz LEDs. During his off time, he serves as a volunteer firefighter and professional EMT. Each week, we tell the stories of different first responder-owned businesses, from small startups to food trucks, to companies like National Fire Radio and Fire Department Coffee. Available anywhere you listen to podcasts, go to the2448.com for more information. That's www.the2448.com for more information about this killer podcast. And if you're coming to FDIC this year, join us in booth 13073, right by the entrance in the main hallway where National Fire Radio, yes, us, in conjunction with the 2448 podcast, will be teamed up for live shows throughout the duration of FDIC. It's going to be a killer week out in Indy. Join us at booth 13073 right in the main hallway where you come right into the convention center. We're going to be right there live broadcasting throughout the week. Come see us. Guys, thanks for checking it out. Check out the 2448 podcast. And now, without further ado, the daily episode. Hey everyone, Jeremy, National Fire Radio. Welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is with a guy that makes me happy. This guy makes me smile. I got to know him a few weeks ago down in uh, Fairhope, Alabama. This guy is a lieutenant with the city of Atlanta, Georgia Fire Department. 16 years in the fire service, 11 years with Atlanta. He's currently a lieutenant in Company 14, which is one of a few special ops companies in the city of Atlanta. He's an instructor for Fire Life Training, which is a training company that Todd Edwards heads up. And not only that, but he's just an all-around happy freaking dude, man. Brandon Lewis, welcome to the podcast, my man. Man, thanks for having me, man. This is cool. 
Like, I, <laughs> I talk about this a lot because, like, as the podcast has gone on over the years now, the guests that I bring on are typically people that are referred to me from other guests or people we've had. And I love that because I talk about circles in the fire service and how the circle that Brandon Lewis runs in is different than my circle, but somebody in both of our circles is in, you know, is in each other's circle as well. So they overlap. And one of those guys, I mean, Todd Edwards obviously has been on the podcast before. Todd's a friend, and I know he's a mentor of yours, and I know that you work with him with Fire Life Training, which is his uh, training company, and you guys used to be on the job together when he was still in Atlanta and so on. But another one, Mickey Farrell. You and Mickey have hit it off over the years and gotten to know each other very well, and I know he speaks very highly of you too. And so my point of this long ramble is when somebody I respect says, hey, you got to meet this guy, he's a rock star, well, the first thing I do is reach out to him. And so, Brandon Lewis, you are one of those fellas, man. I met you oh, a couple man. weeks ago. <laughs> I met you a couple weeks ago, and it was so cool, man. You have this way about you that is absolutely infectious in how you love to celebrate just life, man. Like, you're smiling, you're happy, you're grateful, you're humble. And not only that, but I hear you're a great freaking fireman too, pal. So how? what's this package? Where does it all come from? Dude, I, uh, hey man, I, you said nice things about me, man. I'm, I, I appreciate it, man. I, uh, it's, uh, a lot of it is just, uh, being lucky for me, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's people who are lucky. You smile all the time. I feel like, you know, thus far in my career, and I still got like at least half one to go, but thus far in my career, I've, I've hit the lottery every time that something, you know, the things come about my way. Right. So like, uh, I started out in Columbus and uh columbus the columbus georgia yep and it's a mid-major science department in uh like south georgia like an hour and a half from me right and uh it was it was literally to get my certs because i was going to try to go back home i'm from toledo ohio originally oh okay and uh yeah i got family on a job up there anyway so um and i wanted to go somewhere and get my certs and then hurry up and hightail it back home right that's what i thought in my mind, well, when I got down here to Georgia, I was like, Yo, I really like it down here. Like, Georgia's great. And not only that, but I really love being in the fire department, being in the fire service. So I want to go to a big city department. Well, what was the so draw? Was, to, what was the draw to Georgia, though? So, Georgia. You can, get, you can get your certs anywhere, right? So, so like, let, me, let, me t- <laughs> let me tell you, it's like the lottery, like I was telling you, right? So, for whatever reason, I put in a lot of these different uh, applications. Yeah. I pretty much put in an application anywhere that I knew somebody. Okay. And I feel like I turned in my application to Columbus. They called me in like, I don't know, like a day or so. But I was like, my God, I, I guess I got to go yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I guess I got to go now. I guess that's the thing, right? Um, it, so I ended up getting down to Columbus, and it was really like, uh, it, first off, I never said nothing bad about Columbus Fire Department. It was a great fire department. Yeah. The thing that I really took from there was it was um uh, what's the word how do I put this like I guess old school in the way that I probably wouldn't have experienced in probably any other fire department let's put it like this I started there in uh two the early 2008 when I got to the station and we we were still using like the red book yeah like to write like like the red log books yep and uh it, it was old school like that and uh I liked it it was it was great, but I, I had kind of had this drive because uh, YouTube, I guess. I don't know what it was, but whatever, for whatever reason, I was like, yeah, I know that they're fighting fire in Big City like every day. I want to go somewhere and just like really be in it. Yeah. And so I put it on my application to Atlanta. 
And then the same thing happened. They caught me like two days. I was like, God, so I, I ended up coming up here and do the uh, CPAD or whatever. And uh, I met a, it's a captain, he's here, but I, I met him out front of pad 22s. I got lost. And I go over and say, hey, uh, I'm talking to the guy. And at the time, I didn't know he's a captain. He's just, you know, just hanging out pretty casual. Like, hey, man, can you show up? Tell me how to get downtown. He says, yeah, yeah, no problem. I can tell you how to get there. You know, you you take this road. I think I had to go down, like, north side or whatever and then get all the way to downtown where the CPAP building was, right? So I'm talking to him. He's showing me the rig. He's real nice. He's real relaxed and stuff. And uh, he goes, I go back and takes him back in. He says, you want coffee? Come in. You have coffee, too, whatever, right? So I come in, drink coffee, and the guy says, hey, Cap. And I was like, oh, God, I've been talking to a captain for, like, an hour. You know, like, I wasn't even being, like, I wasn't being, like, uh, incre- not, not now, you know, I wasn't talking to him with the reverence of that, and he never came off, like, uh, you know, I'm Captain Linkless, you know. Right. He was really cool and relaxed. So yep. I was like, Atlanta's got to be a great place. Atlanta's got to be a great place. I want to work here. So did the CPAD or whatever, and got hired here. Um, went to the academy not that long because – I had all my certifications. Okay. So, again, that was another stroke of luck for me because they didn't have a fast track program, but we only had to stay for a little while just because they had, you know, certifications or whatever. Right. Ended up going to Lakewood, number two. It was a great time, man. (laughs) It's been great, man. No, I, I love it. So well, I want to break all this down, though, because you you talk, like, so fast, and I love it. I want to slow <laughs> yeah, you no, down. Right. No, I love it because you're excited. Like, that's the thing that really stuck with me when we met. Like, I was like, man, this guy just loves life. Like, and, and for you to say you're lucky, there might be some luck to it, brother, but you have ambition. You have drive and desire. You're chasing the job. You're chasing fires. You want to go to a place that's going to give you what you need, right? And so, like, you make – I'm a firm believer we make our own luck in a lot of the decisions that we make. Yeah. Yeah. Would you agree? I do. I do agree. I I think, you know, that's a – living how – when you're living in – you're grateful for the things that come to you. And I look at it and say, well, with the fire service, I don't, I don't ever feel like it owes me a thing. Like I got right now, like I told you, I came from Ohio, right? So this is just an explanation not to get too far off, but like I came from Ohio. I didn't know a lot of people when I got here. Sure. Um, Just, just a couple. Yeah. I had a cousin who stayed down here and, you know, just a couple people who were in that area that I was at. And uh, through that whole thing, all the things that you gain from it, you get friends, you get people who, when you were, if I was in a tight spot, I didn't know anybody, but probably another fireman. Right. You know, uh, even at times where places where, you know, you have something unfortunate happen at your house, you need somewhere to be, you go up to the firehouse, there's guys up there to take care of you. So it's, you know, a lot of guys who have the attitude, I guess to say, like, uh, like it owes them something. Sometimes I, I try to tell them, Hey man, you know, we get more from this job than we give to it. Because as as lucky as I am to be in the spot that I am, if it was another guy in my spot, he probably would give about the same amount of effort. So you always have to be grateful. I always have to be gracious with the things that you get because, you know, in a heartbeat, I could go in here and look on the computer and see I got reassigned to 27. So what happened, I guess I'm trying to make the best of it and still keep giving back and then hopefully, you know, that would be a good experience for me too. But where does that come from? I guess from? that's just how I look at it. Yeah, but where, where does um, that come from? Like, what what's your what's your foundation? Like, did you have emergency services in your life? Did you have firefighting in your life when you were back in Ohio? I mean, where? My, uh, my, my pops, he, my, my dad, he really, uh, he said to me he always wanted to be a firefighter. So I guess that was an ambition. Oh, okay. 
when he was younger. And so for me, uh, and then of course I told you I got a, a few family members who are on the job up there, right? And uh, I always saw how they, it was, it, it was a, a reverence to it where it was like a big deal. Where I'm from, Toledo is industrial, right? Yeah. So um, a city job is a big deal. It's factories, right? It's a lot of factories. You can work a dock job off, off of the Great Lakes. Yep. And then you have like city jobs. Yeah. So it's it's in a pretty high reverence uh in, in the area that I'm from. And so and again, like I told you, I left there to try to get certifications and all that kind of stuff. And because it just seemed like it was just insurmountable at was the time. That, was know, that area thing. was that area it limited your abilities? Like did you uh, did you yeah. think you needed to get out of there to get what I you felt needed? Like so, yeah. yeah. With the, like the with the intent was, to go back. Yeah, with the intent to go back, you know, the pond felt like it was it was huge. It was thousands and thousands and thousands of applicants. I mean, it, at my mind at the time, but then you got to remember too. I'm only like 20 years old. Oh, at I that get time, that. So. Yeah, no, I, I get <laughs> not, that, man. You know, not even so. Yeah, it was it was a, it's always been a you know a high reverence thing for me. Like uh, I, uh, it was firehouse down the street for me where when I where I grew up at, and then it was just just like giant mysterious thing to me in my mind you know like wow like look at that they, yeah. those guys there they really you know they're really doing that thing and so uh i was trying to figure out the things that i wanted to do uh i didn't pan out for the nba i was a bit short <laughs> so i decided <laughs> really come I, I, on man I, yeah just yeah i was a, i was about a foot short or so that's and so funny. that didn't that's work great. for me um <laughs> that's funny but uh I still, it was still in the, still in the vein of the, uh, of the things I like growing up, you know, like with the sports and then the, the, the team, uh, the team concept. So it really, it really fit for me. It, it really did. And, and, you know, ever since I decided that was the thing I wanted to do, it really has, it, it's been nothing but great. Well, along I, can't, the way. I can't imagine yeah. though, like, you know, I mean, I think that's very powerful, right? When you break it all down and to, to be, conscious of the fact that you like that team aspect the sport aspect of it right and that's that's how you were growing up in the the mysterious firehouse on the corner and knowing what they did there or wanting to learn more about them but at 20 years old to, to make a decision to pick up and travel south right i mean this isn't <laughs> yeah. this isn't the next town over i mean you know you went from ohio to georgia on a whim I got, I got close. I got as uh, the person who called uh, the department who called me first was who got me. But honestly, I felt like I would have went anywhere in the world for it. I, I mean, honestly, I, I, I would have. It just was a thing that I, uh, I, I wanted to. Everything so far is I wanted to. I want to do that, and I'm pretty much just do whatever I, I love have it. to do to do the next thing. You know? I, I, I absolutely love it. I think that, you know, when we talk about, I know in the Northeast guys that want to get hired, the younger kids in my firehouse that are looking to get hired somewhere and so on, you know, educating them that it's a full-time job to get hired, especially in the Northeast. It's not easy. Uh, yeah. And you have yeah. to, you have to commit. And in the words of uh, a friend of ours, you know, fall in love with the process, right? You yes. got You yes. got to be romantic about the process. Absolutely. It's a thing where you can't never, but to me, I said, felt like you can't let anything be a roadblock. Whatever the next step is, you can't let it stop you. So you say, well, man, there's 10,000 applicants and it's only 30 spots. And I used to make a joke. It's a joke. But I used to say, uh, the guys, we was at the CPAT, they said, man, we got like 3,000, 4,000 applicants this time. And it's only 30 spots. And I would say, 
yeah, man, it's crazy. All you guys are competing for 29 spots. That was kind of what I, what, you know, what I said I to it. it. was a joke, but honestly, it was the thing that No, was like, that's the mindset. Know, I want this you, to be here, you know? Hell yes, and that's my point. But where where does that come from? Man, why are, why you, are you like that? I, 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 I wish I knew. Okay. Honestly, my wife would probably ask the same thing. She would probably say, why are you like this? No. Are you? <laughs> yeah, well, my wife has the same, very same thing. But are you like that outside of the firehouse too? Like, because yeah, I, I think, go ahead. I think so. Uh, so, you know, I'll tell you, I'm in the sports. So I'm in the, uh, I coach youth basketball too. And, uh, nice. and, and, and I get really, it's a passion thing uh, for me. I, I, I love, the sport of basketball in the same vein that I love the fire department. And I tell these younger guys, like you have to let it permeate, whatever it is, you have to let it really, you know, I know sometimes it feels like I'm, you're getting too deep or it's like, we start talking about it. And for basketball theory, I got like this hour long soliloquy about, you know, how the whole game works and how it, how it all works. But it's the same thing with the fire department. We do training here and, uh, you know, we go do our training with fire life and I start talking about why forcible entry is, uh, why we do it this way or why we do it that way. And, and it really comes to the point where you have to realize everything, everything matters. You have to really like, you know, let your passion be okay with your passion showing and really divulge yourself in whatever it is that you want or whatever you want to get out of either this training or this game or even in life if you're going for the job. You want to get a job somewhere, you want to get you want to work here, do everything you possibly can do and do not stop and don't let anybody stop you until you get to where you want to go. But do keep in mind there's something to do after that too, you know. And I, as long as you keep that, you know, you know how much I need to No, I know. I I love it. That's why I'm letting you go with it because I think it's it's very powerful and the fact that you I mean one, your love for the job is never in question because I just it, the one time that we've met and spent the weekend together, like it was just like I've said before, you know, when we started, it was infectious. Your attitude and the way you talk about the job. I watched you teach and it was fun to watch you teach some forcible entry. And I watched your interaction with the students. And I mean, you are full paced. Like, we're not forcing doors without SCBA. Like, let's do it with SCBA, yeah. right? Let's have some real yeah. conversations here. What I really liked was when you were going through the props. I mean, they're just door props, right? So there was some, you know, back and forth, whatever. But then what you talked about was, you know, everybody opens the door, they, they belly in, they do their sweep, they come, you're making them mask up. You're making them cross that threshold. Like I, and that part of it is really powerful because it's the methodology in which matters, right? We're not just teaching the yeah. skill, we're teaching the theory and the reason behind it too, right? Yes, yes, Do you, yes, do you find the same parallel I, I, when you're teaching that youth basketball? I mean, it's, it's very so, much the same way, right? It's, it's a lot like, uh, so the thing with the fire life training and the thing about why I really like it with Todd lets me kind of, you know, he lets me have my shop when it comes to that. Right. What I love the most about these things is I like to tell the kids more playing ball. Everything matters, right? Everything matters. What I mean by that is, is that the details, the small itty bitty things are all a part of one big picture. So a lot of guys like to stand, they do, I say like, some guys do a grandstand and they're much better at it than I. I don't do a good, like super long lecture, but I can tell you if you, if you're standing, you know, like this, and if you turned a little bit, it'll help you. Or if you, you know, you're working your tool up, but if you make sure that you get your tool all the way into the door to the jam, 
then you'll be able to force the door better. Making sure that the tool goes all the way to the door, maxing out that tool, maxing out your mechanical advantage. All those little small things all turn into one big picture and it all matters. Have you ever seen a, it, the, to draw the parallel when you talk about like basketball and, and, uh, and firefighting, have you ever seen a game that looks disjointed? Like a lot of turnovers and a lot yeah, of like right. smacking the ball yep. back and forth. Nobody really said it's those little small things that if you made changes and you made corrections to the way that you do it, you could actually change the whole picture of the game. You know? yeah. And, and I think that that's, that's why I love, you know, instructing and going out and teaching because we can really work on those little small details that actually turn into a big picture. Did you learn, uh, did you learn that? when you were young playing sports or did you mature into that mindset, believing that everything matters? Because I know for me at a younger age, you know, you take shortcuts, you know, the corners yeah, aren't so yeah. sharp, right? They're rounded. So right. like we take the, we take the easy way sometimes. And in fact, that's where we suffer in life because if you choose to go the easy way and not the hard way, and you don't believe that everything matters, well then where are you going to end up? You know, the small, I think, I, I think my, uh, I think that that came later in life just after being out of the house and being away from my family so soon. 20 years uh, old I think on I started, the road. Yeah, started to, to develop that, that, uh, that concept in my mind where I felt like every, every little, every little itch you take, don't give any back. You know, that was kind of a, it was kind of, I think it was a growing up yeah. aspect, I guess to say, and, and, and developing and, but learning that, and then putting it into instructor form didn't come until much later when I start being around guys like Todd and Mickey and Anthony and they and they would I would listen to them and go to because I didn't you know, like I mean even to today those guys to me I like you know they're a cut above <laughs> you know they're the highlight act brother I, <laughs> they're listen, the highlight act where we go you listen know? man I live that life every single day in the fire <laughs> services like for me everybody I talk to I put on a pedestal well ahead of where I am yeah, in the yeah, fire service course. and and so for me I'm just like this humble student that you know, likes to listen and, and just kind of chuckle about like, ha, I can't believe I'm friends yeah. with these guys. You know what I mean? I like, <laughs> Exactly. Oh, that's how, oh, honestly, yeah, that's how I felt when I met you because I'd listen to your show. You're and ridiculous. he said, hey, you want to you wanna be on? I said, yeah, with me? All right, sure, man, whatever. If you want to hear what I got to say. Well, I do but, because you know? because I want you to realize too that what you bring to the table and, and your attitude and the way you – the, the aura about you and, and how you present information. I watched you talk with, with the guys that were lined up doing forcible entry with you, and you guys were doing some padlock stuff, some chain stuff, and you're explaining, you know, the, I watched the one guy that was struggling trying to break the padlock with the forks of the Halligan, and you're like, no, man, you got to put it in line, and he's like, no, it is, and you're like, no, man, it's not, and there was this, like, back and forth, but what it wasn't, it wasn't sugar-coated silliness it wasn't it wasn't this like checkbox stuff it was real type of conversation and the the i don't want to say student but the the guy that was there that was struggling with that at that moment he had a real moment with you and you were like bro give me the tool i'll show you what i mean and you did you did it and then he did it again and he understood like you weren't afraid to get your hands dirty. You weren't afraid to get on his level. You weren't afraid to talk to him like an actual human being and not like a robot. That shit matters because that guy, what he took away from that weekend, I can tell you this, he learned how to break padlocks. He learned how to force entry because you put yourself on a level with him that he needed to relate with you and you were willing to do that. And that matters, man. That matters. That's what I love about it, man. I'll be honest with you. That's honestly the my biggest 
the thing I love about it the most, and that's why I love doing the hands-on stuff because with the hands-on, we can actually do it together. The the uh, the whole the whole uh, trick behind it to me too is that like I go to these things and I learn so much more than I actually give every single time I go teach a portable yes. entry class. Some guy says, "Oh, well, you know, have you tried it like this? Tried it like that?" And I said, "Oh, I haven't. I haven't tried everything. I'll show you my way. I hope you like it." <laughs> and then we talk about conceptually the concept of yeah. portable entry and all that, and and understanding that. You know, this is just the buy-in. You got other things to do behind there. You know, the reason why we do it this way. But it's such a not to get off track, but it's no, such a good. it's such a great thing to me because I just I love going and actually, you know, we're all we're all in this together. Forever you know, a student, a, man. Every and every person, and I say this to the guys too all the time too. You talk about to me it's homage to the guys who I learned it from. I literally didn't come up with any of this. This is from old, the older captains who who taught me this, or, you know, they may not have gone out of the instructor, but they took me out back and showed me how to force doors. This is the senior drivers who were saying, hey, Brandon, stop kicking the door because if you hurt your foot, now you're a part of the incident. Stop using your shoulder, do it like this, do it like that. And so for us to be able to go out and teach and put it on the road, it, it's paying homage to those guys, yeah. you know, who were, who were doing this, but they weren't able to get their message out, you know, to the masses like we are nowadays. So I think that that's that to me that's that's my favorite part. That guy who I remember which guy you talk about too. That well, guy yep. who took something away from it, for sure. That guy who who when we had that moment him and I together, those those are the moments that I I spent a whole week there. Even if it was one guy who just walked away with something. Hundred percent. This episode's brought to you by Fast Rescue Solutions. Fast Rescue Solutions was created with the mission to develop products and training that surpass currently accepted industry standards and that meet the operational challenges of the real world. Their mission is, always has been, and it always will be to revolutionize rescue and save lives. Fulfilling both the mission and the vision, the Fastboard is a disruptive technology in rescue. Invented by 28-year Philadelphia firefighter Eric Allen, who has over 20 years in the Philadelphia Fire Department Special Operations Unit. Nationally, the average time for rescuing a downed firefighter is 15 to 20 minutes using five or more members. The fast board has the ability to reduce that time to five minutes or less using only two to three members, which is 500 times faster than the national average. Originally designed to get a fire down, firefighter down and out of a basement, the fast board has been proven effective in nearly every rescue situation. RIT can find space, trench and ice water rescue, hazmat, mass casualty, and the list goes on and on. Its simplicity and versatility make it a game changer. I've been calling it a game changer for the last five years, and it truly is changing the way firefighter removal and rescue and civilian rescue is being done. Come find them at FDIC. Uh, they'll be at booth 13120 in the Capitol Corridor. Also this year, it's known as Firefighter Road. There's a ton of firefighter-owned businesses out in that Capitol Corridor. That's where you want to be, supporting our own. Stop in and see the crew from the Fast Rescue Solutions for live demos and meet the tribe. Their tribe, there's nothing better than that. This is tried and true brothers and sisters that are into the game, and they are making the job better join them wednesday thursday and friday of fdic week from three to five in the main corridor and you can have a cold one with them for happy hour come down meet the crew let them know who you are and let them show you why they're changing the game fast rescue solutions 
changing the game and the way we're protecting our own and the civilians we're sworn to protect. Check them out. I get it. And yeah. I, and that's always the common theme with guys that teach, right? Because ultimately, you know, I mean, that's what it's truly all about. And I think what's really fun about that conversation is just to back up by a moment, but you talked about the senior guys that were in your firehouse that taught you, you know, don't use your foot, use the tool. Don't use your shoulder, use the tool, right? Like it's all yeah. those things in, in that type of mentorship, I'm sure really laid a foundation for you and how you are and your demeanor now on the fire ground and how you talk to guys. Right. I mean, cause you're yeah. at that point yeah. now, 11 year guy. Like I love the 10 to 20 year guy. We always talk about the new guys yeah. in the firehouse where we talk about the senior man, but I love, and, and more and more, I want to focus on the middle year guys, the guys like 10 to 20 years, because that's where they have had a bunch of years under their belt now. They should be pretty proficient at their job, right? And this is where they absolutely make change in the fire service. They either promote up or they're mentoring down, right? And they have yep, this yep. unbelievable ability to flex either way. You are recently promoted in the last six months to a lieutenant spot now, right? Yeah, man. <laughs> yep. what, let, let's let's run down that lane before we head back to the training aspect because I do want to talk a oh, lot wow. more about that stuff. But let's head down the lieutenant lane real quick because 11 years in the Atlanta Fire Department, you're, you're a lieutenant now. You went from riding backwards to riding forwards. Yep, yep. What's, what, it's, um, what's that transition like, man? It's so... I, I, first off, I'll say this. I can never say this. I love it. And yeah. uh, it's it's fantastic to me because of the amount of influence that you're able to have on the crew and then the organization. Because we spend a lot of time, you know, uh, in our younger years saying, man, when I get to be, when I make officer, I don't, I don't want to do that. Or when I make officer, I want to do this. Or even if it's a thing that you like, I want to emulate that. I want to be just like that guy, right? Yeah. So you spend so much time, and then now you're finally able to do it, right? You get to pony up and do it. Um, what we're not prepared for, I guess, is the internal battle that you have with yourself and try to, A, still be in love with the process and not rush it because you want to come into the firehouse. And this crew, uh, the crew that I'm assigned to now, I, to me, the opinion, I, this is opinion, to me, this is the best Lieutenant spot in Atlanta Fire Department, in my opinion. Not to mention that the crew that I have, it's supposed I to couldn't be, have been luckier. Right? Yeah, I couldn't be luckier to come to the crew that I that I come to. Love. Right. Mm -hmm. And even still, with that, you had that struggle with yourself. And where where are you? Am I? You know, I want to be. I don't want to be. Um, what's the word for it? Like, I don't want to crowd the guys. I want to give them the opportunity to to they because they're skilled, they're work. talented, and they yeah yeah of course, and that's the thing, right? So and then that transition of going from, you know, officer to, to, or from firefighter to officer, you aside, let me say this real quick. I want to get off track, but you want to know what the weirdest part to me was nope. like the, just no. the, the weirdest part what? in culture, culturally here. We don't, the officers don't go in the guy's bunk room. So we're having a good time. We're hanging out, you know, following our traditions here, this firehouse, all this stuff. And we all start to part, part ways. And I get like to the door, just like this invisible wall yeah. that reminds me of the fact, like, you know, Hey, you know, don't go back there. Right. That's not for you, but you know, being recently promoted, it was. I've been back there five thousand times. Sure. So now, just you know, learning that space, and then always taking care of your guys. Uh, Chief Edwards, or Todd Edwards, he was one of the. Uh, he was my BC, and I've listened to him for quite some time. So I take a lot of advice from all of his classes about leadership and 
And I really try to, you know, put it into practice. But getting to the point where, you know, you have it perfected and it's not a thing where you have to battle your decisions in your head. Should I do this? Should I done that? Should I have said this? Should I not have said that? Was I picking on that guy too much? Like, you know, making fun of too much? Or, you know, should I have laid back a little bit? It's just one of those things, man. I guess it, that's the cool part, too, of, like, learning the process and and uh, and loving it. You know, we're all in it together. I don't, I don't know the answer to how you fix any of those things. I, I'm figuring out as time goes by. I've only been a lieutenant for six months. <laughs> well, what I what I think is what I think is really important in that whole conversation. One, it's you're human, so you're going to make mistakes. And and the fact that you have the self awareness about yourself to realize that you are having this internal struggle at times matters because that means you're in touch. That means yeah. that you understand the process and you understand that you need to give yourself some space too to actually learn that role, right? Yeah. I mean, it took you yeah. 11 years to learn how to be a fireman and then be able to put yourself to the next step now, right? Now it's going to take you another 11 years or five years or whatever it is to figure out if you want to be a captain or a chief or whatever, right? Whatever the next step is. But my point is, yeah. is you're starting over again and you Absolutely. get, you get yes. thrown into that lieutenant position. But the things that you talked about, I mean, you, you just listed a bunch of bullets, like don't rush the process internal struggle yeah. always take care of your guys i wrote down mental filing cabinet because like that's that's my way i was going to come back and ask you that question but like you have all these ideas and thoughts as a fireman like when i'm a boss when i get to make change yeah. when i yeah. get to do this when i'm in that position i'm going to be able to do boom 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 but yep. do you you have that mental filing cabinet of things that you want to conquer and then your next conversation was but i can't rush the process and that, that to me is like unbelievable maturity not that you're mature by any means because i know you but <laughs> yeah i was like brother brother we just have... <laughs> but my, wouldn't be the description no, but the funny. maturity in the job and understanding that the process matters the only way you get good at this, the only way you progress through the fire service is by maturing and enjoying the process. Don't rush yeah. it, man. Yeah, don't push through it. I, I agree I, 100% with the fact. I'll tell you um, a thing when I, I, uh, I look at it and say, well, so here I am now in this position where you know I'm a, I'm a lieutenant in this company and every last single one of these guys knew me before I was right so you as you're maturing having people who they know you and they know what you're about they understand that you're a new officer and being honest and being able to you know communicate with the guys who you have being honest in your communication and saying hey man you know I, I, I we all realize where we are in this process I'm going to do my best I mean my 100% best to make sure I take care of you but I'm not going to be anybody uh, my role is different, but you already know who I am before I got here. So to try to perpetrate anything else, you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't enjoy that. You know, nobody wants to be a, a, a version of a, a fake, you know, be somebody who they're not. That's right. And I think that that's the part that really allows me to enjoy it so much because, I mean, I got, you know, senior drivers here. These guys got good, good bit of time on the job. And then sometimes they may talk to me or ask me a question. I look at them and tell them, hey, I don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I do. I will find out for you, but I really don't know the answer to that. You know, so I think that's the thing that is able to make me keep staying happy about it too, though. You know, Just being able to be honest and just, you know, be yourself and enjoy it 
enjoy the process of, of growing while you're in. Well, 100%. I mean, if you, if you went to work every single day and you had to put up a facade or you had to not be true to who you are or your relationships with your guys are fake or you're hiding your experience level because you say you're one thing and you're worried that when the bell goes off or the boops, you know, the beep, the bee boops go off that you, you have to now perform to what your mouth has said you can do. <laughs> right. Think about it. Right. right. Yeah. That's a full-time job, man. That's like being a fucking bullshit artist, right? So, yeah, like, it'd it, be hard to do. <laughs> it's a it's a full-time job, and that's why people put their guard up so high. But when you allow yourself to be true and authentic to who you are, and like you said, man, I have it circled, underlined. I think it's going to be the title of this episode. Everything matters. Yeah. That means, listen, yeah. growing up as a fireman, as a young fireman and coming up through the ranks, like you're allowed to make, you're allowed to make mistakes. We're all going to make mistakes. It's how you recover oh, from yeah. them and it's how you carry yourself. Everything matters. And then all of a sudden, now you're riding the front seat and you get promoted. If you're fully aware of who you are with your self-awareness and assurances and you carry yourself in an authentic way, nobody's going to have anything on you when you promote and you're going to be the same guy you were, just a different level of learning and instruction and discipline and so on. But, like, you're still the same guy. Yeah. And, and yeah. I think that yeah, matters. Guy. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it all, all the whole package, you know. My, oh, man, Jeff, and this too, like, my, uh, I know my, my wife, she'll probably get, she gets tired of me probably listening to these. She says, Brandon, it's so lot. Like, oh, my goodness, Brandon. She, um, she's, she understands, though, how I, how I, I talk her to her about this and she's kind of like always a, this, a sounding board for me. Sure. And then she's just like, wow, that is, you just, whatever it is, a really small thing and then you try to paint the whole picture. These little itty bitty things, they they actually seem like they all add up. And I tell her, I like to look at myself. I hope, uh, I hope that I am what I believe I am. When I say I like to be a holistic thinker, this little small thing right here, just the your interaction with this guy, you know, being an officer, might shape his whole viewpoint of how officers are to treat him or how 100%. they will treat him for the rest of his career. So it, it all matters. It doesn't put you in a space where, you know, you're nervous to do things, but it puts you in the space that as long as I'm always honest about how I am, or as long as I'm always honest to myself and to this guy, then it's, it's even okay if there was a mistake there because there was nowhere, you know, there's not a layer uh, that you got to peel through of, of dishonesty and then, you know, losing trust. And, and that's, that's kind of the big deal for that. And it, it really does. It all matters. Every I, bit of it. I love everything you just said, man. That is all important stuff. Mentorship is important to you. You talked about Todd a little bit. You said he was your, your battalion chief. Where did that relationship come from? How, <laughs> so, did, how did that blossom? Speak, speaking of being immature, um, so <laughs> <laughs> I came here. I came here and I had the, uh, I had the complex probably. I had like five years or so on the uh, job before I got there. So, and not a know-it-all complex, but it's a five-year. You're a five-year dude. That's a dangerous, that's yeah. a dangerous, dangerous spot. Yeah. Because you, know? you know just enough to get yourself hurt. Yep. But I hit they. Uh, I got assigned a company too, and under Cap Rice. And Cap Rice is like, if you ever seen a picture of a guy, uh, and like a black and white fireman, like a uh, like a black and white picture, like yeah. the old school guys, big right. mustache. Yep. Okay. Straight, just you know, saw to the earth, traditional old school captain. That was him, and so I meet him, and then uh, Todd comes through the door. I meet him. I'll be there for a couple of days. Todd comes through the door, right? And he says, "Don't you dare talk to that chief. We don't talk to the chief." He says it like that's how he talks to you, right? 
And so for like six months, I didn't say anything to him, but like high in the head now. Yes. But I would hear him come over and train everybody. And as he would sit there and come in, this guy trains on the weekend, right? As a battalion chief, but not like come out here and read, read some paper and nothing like that. I mean, like in gear here, I'm going to do it for an hour. And he did it with all of his companies. Yep. And I was like, yeah, this guy, he's like, this is the real deal. This is legit. Yeah. <laughs> this is the real deal. Yeah. And so when I get the opportunity to, and then, you know, probably a year goes by and uh, a year goes by or so. And I finally, you know, got up the nerve, I guess, to ask, Hey man, uh, if you ever need some help, cause I know you go burn down at the Academy. I want to come and uh, help out. And so then he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, sure. You could come down, you throw pallets. Yeah. All right. I come down throw pallets for him the first time. It was like the greatest experience of my life. <laughs> I mean, I listened to him talk. We'd throw him, throw him pallets on there. And he would make it. It was a big joke to me, but he would say to everybody, he'd say, oh, man, look at that guy. He's, you're making that fire. That fire is huge. Only one pallet. Then he looked at me and said, man, that fire is awesome, man. You're yeah, really right, good. Right, right, you know? Right, right. <laughs> so I, I threw pallets for him and time goes on. And I'm just, you know, following him. Every time he has to go down there, I'm asking him, can I come throw pallets for him? I'm having fun throwing pallets, but I'm also feeling like I'm learning a lot. So I want to keep being attached to what he's got going on. And so then, you know, time goes on. I said, you know, I don't know, maybe five more years in Atlanta. I said, man, I really want to be an instructor. That's what I told him. He said, yeah. He said, okay, well, you know, you got to go to classes, this and that. And he'd give me a little bit of this and that at a time. And then after a while, it'd be like, go for pallets and now safety. And then, you know, after a few rotations, he'll say, well, you go ahead and go, and I'll stay here in the back and I'll listen to you. And so that was how that kind of, you know, it just kind of progressed sure. that. And a fire life started. He actually didn't want to come. And then I was like, me, again, one on stage. You want me to come? I know there got to be somebody else you can call, but if you want me to, I will come over there and have a good time in fire life training. So I come over there and start working with him. And, uh, you know, the rest is all, you know, what it is from there, man. I mean, it's I'll it's s- been a good time. I'll say this, <laughs> it's been man. A great you know, time. Knowing Todd, he's been on the podcast a few times, uh, being on the training grounds with him. Like, he is no joke. Um, he brings, he brings a level of energy and excitement and real world experience. It's all packaged up into this unbelievable delivery. And I'll tell you, man, uh, just a few weeks ago when we were in Alabama together, I I watched him for two days straight and I can't believe, I mean, this is a guy that literally got an IV at the end of each day just to get his fluids back in him. Right? Like he goes hard from sunup to sundown. And I have to say, for you to be able to be a part of that process, to have a mentor like that, right? I mean, what is yes. what has that done for you? It is. Uh, I tell you what, I could do you. I, I could probably go for uh, uh, for weeks and tell you that. Honestly, it's, I believe it's you. So it's so much to it. Um, were you looking? Off the, were you even, looking for that? Like, did you? Oh, oh or no, did I didn't ju- expect that. Yeah, I just was having a good time on the way, man. I didn't, I didn't expect to expect it to be so off the job and even as a BC, he's great, he's a great officer in, in to work for. Right. But the thing to me is away, even away from the job, he was a, such an incredibly real person. Yes. And like I told you, you know, being farther away from, from home and everything, it was, it was kind of a, you know, I was, I'm very uh, protective of my relationships that I, yeah. that I make, you know, yeah. like, I don't, and, and rightfully so, he, the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, he's he's such a really he's such a really real a real guy, you know. And I was having so I'm having so much fun in the process. It was it took so so much longer for me to realize what I was getting out of it. And then I you know I start to 
uh, be around uh, at these training events that he's going to, and I'm meeting these people, and just the people who the the you talk about the circles, yeah. the circle that you're that I was starting to build. I was like, I cannot believe yes. that I'm here. It was it kind of just like it looks up and then and then it happens, you know. But just even all I get a lot of good good advice is an understatement. I get a lot of great advice about the job and even, you know, even life advice. That's the um, thing, right? And it's, and it's, and that's really important. You yes. Know? So I, I so. love, I love, I think one of the most important things, right? We talk about mentorship on the job, but I also think about yeah. like life mentoring also. And I think that there's a lot of people in our worlds. And if you don't have anyone, you need to find one or two people that have had yeah. some more life experience than you that can maybe sh- share some stories with you or just kind of mentor you in life because you can grow up through other people in a way. And, and I think that, you know, watching and I listen, you talk about like meeting these people at the conferences and like your circle grows and you, you start to develop your own circles and it, you know, overlaps with somebody else's circle, like all of that. But man, what that does for me personally is makes me better. Like, I think yes, I'm a better yes. person today than I was just yesterday, let alone five, ten years ago. And it's because of the willingness to open yourself up to understand that there's people out there in this world that are just better than me. And if some of that can rub mm-hmm. off on me, I can be better. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I agree. I uh, I met even these guys who I'm meeting now. Uh, so I give you an example. Like, uh, I read, I watched a lot of, uh, looked at the Instagram page, a lot of stuff about, sure. like, you know, like Mickey's page, right? Yeah. And so uh, uh, I meet the guy in real life, and it was one of those things. It's like, yo, I've been reading this dude's page. Like, this guy's he's like a like a, a, a fire department scholar in my mind, right? When I when I meet him, right? Come to find out, I meet him, man. We like the same kind of music. Dude's still like me. We kind of got the same mindset, and it was great to kind of be able to, you know, you talk about uh, being able to take away more than just. The, a, a picture frame of what this person is on the fire department. When you get to see these people in the uh, in the setting that we are in all the time, when it comes to the training, it, it's a personal it's a personability to it that 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 gets added to it that really makes it so much more important. Um, I say something about that real quick all the time with the guys. I used to go. This is a thing I did. I took a we go to the store, we go to Kroger, and then I buy a Hot Wheel. And it was an illustrative point to my guys. I will buy this hot wheel. And I say, it represents the fact that I have things to do tomorrow. I'm about to give this hot wheel to my kid tomorrow. So today we're going to do everything to make sure that we can make ourselves make it back to the house tomorrow. It adds a bit of like, uh, I feel like I'm ranting a little bit, but no, it adds some, some, perso- some personal aspect to it where you're off the page. You're not just a, a picture of a guy in a fire helmet where I just say, oh man, that guy, he's, you know, he must be salty because he looks like this and he looks like that. But when you add that personal aspect to yes. it, it, it really, it really sends home the point. You know, you, when you get to see somebody for being, you know, nobody's perfect, when you get to see the human aspect. And that's the same thing with when it comes to, to bring back, talks about the mentorship and then these circles that you make. When you get close to these people and you see the human aspect, then the the things that they say really, really, really stick because you can understand, hey, they really mean it, man. They're not just spitting something out of a book. Right? They're not just saying something that they're saying to try to impress you. It's, uh, they really mean it. It really matters to them, right? So what's the phrase that we say? Everything matters. Well, you can figure out that that's true about the way that they are looking at the fire service. It really makes it such a more enjoyable experience, man. It's, it's amazing at that point, you know? 
I love it. I mean, because not only that, but it makes it human. And when you make it human, it's yeah. more personal. And when it's personal, you're going to fight harder for it. Right? Like, mm-hmm. this is why we got to mm-hmm. buy into our people. This is why we need to learn our, our the guy that you're riding with. You need to learn what their family is like, their kids' names, their wives' names, what they do yeah. for a living, what they're all those things. Because that personal connection matters. And in fact, it's going to make us work harder. It's going to make yes. us better, right? Yep. So, yep. I, so I wrote down a note. It says, Todd exposed you to a lot of this. Are you exposing yeah, other people to it? Are you, uh, now, you know, are you now taking a, a mentorship role? Maybe un- informally. Maybe you don't even know you're doing it, but there's a couple guys that, like, maybe, you know, kind of hang on a couple of your words. Or, like, are you uh, now uh, paying uh, that forward? I, I hope i tell you this. I – I don't think that he, uh, shorter than tell you probably listen to this podcast, I'll talk great about it. I, I say thank you. We talk often, but it's not, I don't even know if you understand when you're really doing that for someone or when I you're get, really I doing that. that to someone. 100% I get and I really hope that I have guys who, when they come to me, I'm just honored that they came to me and asked me, asked me well, what do you think about this? Or when they say, hey, uh, yeah, you know, what about that conference? Or what about this class? Or what about that? What do you think? And, you know, when they really want to come to and, or even when I see guys from the city come to stuff like this, and they're like, man, I heard you was teaching, and I want to come. Like, I, I really hope that I can really put that impact in as big as he has. Yeah. You know, because, you know, I'm trying to be intentional about it, and I just appreciate the fact in the process that it's, that it's natural for me, that I'm that it's natural, naturally happening for me that, you know, when guys are coming to me and ask questions or when they're asking me for advice about classes to go to or even signing up the classes and say man i heard you teaching here so i wanted to come like that's that's again that's <laughs> all great to me man i i love that part of uh yeah actually, well let me tell you yeah, something what you just yeah. said was one of the best lines i've heard in a very long time and it says try to be intentional about it you try to yeah. be intentional about it i that yes. Listen, the only way you can be intentional about it is when it's important to you and you put it in front of yourself. People aren't intentional about their offerings or what they're willing to do if they don't put themselves second. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely, yeah. Um, Student first, it's a big thing in entire life uh, training. It's like, I tell the guys too when we're out there teaching, I say, hey man, listen, I know that it says it is at four. We say this too. If if, If you want to do this more we can stay here until tomorrow until you feel like you got it right I, it doesn't you know because we're I'm, I'm here for you and that's just the but that's a cultural thing you know even within uh that uh training cadre that really he's put into us and i'm really trying to put it in the guys too i had a few younger guys come and say well what do i have to do to be an instructor and i said to them even this stuff like you know first thing you have to do is learn and then the second thing you have to do is really, really, you got to understand that it's more than just standing at the grandstanding. You really have to put other people ahead of yourself and their learning process. And, and when that, when that actually, you know, happens, then you'll be ready to do it. And these guys are young. They've got a couple years on the job. So, yeah, we'll see how, again, hey, man, we still got time to go. We'll see how it goes. I really hope it does, you know. I really hope they take to it. So there is there is something about your delivery, and there is something about <laughs> no, I mean that you know there there's just something about it that I think is, um, you know, really inviting, and I think that you have the unbelievable potential to reach many people, and I think that 
as you move on in your career, I mean, you're a new lieutenant. You're willing to talk about some of the struggles and transitions that you're having within the last six months. You're willing to have real conversations. You're being open and honest about that, right? Too many guys jump into that seat and think they know it all, and, and they just, they're failing. They're failing themselves, and they're failing their people every day. But when you, when you can have those open conversations and you're willing to be authentic and true about it, you know, that's where you find success. And that's where you find the ability to uh, possibly rub off on some others and, and, you know, and share the positivity of the job and the messages and so on. So I think your delivery is just incredible. And, um, and that's what kind of draws me to you um, in, in our meeting and, and just getting to know you. I mean, it's, uh, I told Mickey, I said, you're going to become my new best friend. He's like, no, you're not. He's mine. I said, okay. So, but it's just, yeah, it's, but it's very funny. Right. And I just, I appreciate the relationships and I look at like the intent of this podcast every single time is I don't need to, and I don't need to invite the biggest names in the American fire service. Come talk to me. Like a lot of people know those stories already. I want to find guys that are just absolutely madly in love with the job and paying it forward. And you're one of those guys, man. That's just <laughs> like, and I, I love that about you. What What's next for you? I mean, you're right now in Atlanta where you are. You said you're in the best company with the best crew, and of course you are oh, because man. because that's where you belong, right? And so special yeah. ops, right? So you enjoy that type of work? Yeah, I do. I actually, uh, it's a, it's one of those things that it causes you. It special operations is a secret too. Special operations are generally in companies that go to a lot of fire business, and I really like to go in a fire business, so that's how I even started out with taking a ropes class to begin with. I was like, yeah, this is a lot of – they go to a lot of fires. If I got to go get a ropes or whatever to go to fires, I want to go with them, right? That's fantastic. That was how it even that. started there. And uh, But then after a while, you start doing that, and it's like, wow, this stuff really makes you – it really makes you think. And it's just for guys who want something extra who wants something, you know, more. It's never it's never an ego thing. I know you. sometimes we meet the guys who do the special operations stuff, and it's like, wow, they, you know, they must think that they're like, you know, firefighting gods or something like that. It's not an ego thing. Uh, it shouldn't be an ego thing, you put it like that. Yeah. It's The whole gig is all about, you know, servant leadership. The more I know, the more I can help somebody else do, you know. Or if you get jammed up, if I know how to help you out, you know, that's the whole point of me doing it, right? Not to me walk around like I, I got something somebody else doesn't have. So it's not that kind of thing ever. Anyways, I say all that to say, uh, I really enjoy that aspect of the job. And, you know, as far as what's next, uh, man, I don't know. Who knows? I, uh, so far, all the stuff that comes to me has come by the fact that I'm just enjoying and loving what I'm doing. And when something else cool presents itself, I, I go with that. So I guess we'll see. I, I really don't know. You know, I don't have an ambition to have any, any kind of uh, like right now, I, as good as it gets, you know, hopefully I'll promote again when uh, we get the opportunity and hopefully the assignment is just as great as my last two. Well, you, so, know what, you know what I love? I mean, yeah. that, that literally goes to how this whole podcast started. And you just said you're a lucky guy and this happened and that happened and this happened. And I'm like, no, you make your own luck, man. And I think that that's really the underlying theme of this whole whole you know episode is that you know you you do the right thing, you do the hard work, and uh, and good things can happen. And uh, yeah. man, I just what a what a fun conversation today, man! I absolutely yeah, enjoyed yeah. talking with you. It was a lot of fun. Dude, I'm glad you had me, man. It was, yeah, I love it, man. It's it's awesome, man. I uh, call me anytime, brother. Even if you ain't, <laughs> you know a podcast, we'll rap about it. You got fire fire firefighting stuff to talk about. I promise you, I'll talk to you about it. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, things. yeah, I mean, but listen, like this is you know the the conversation we just had for the last fifty something minutes now has just been. 
you know, really good stuff. I mean, it's just like for me, it's so important through these episodes that the the listener will get some value out of it, right? We could sit here and just tell fire stories and, oh, yeah, tell me about that last job you went to. And you go, oh, yeah, lesson yeah. learned. I should have done this. Or I should have done that. That's all part of it. And I get that, right? But it's it's yeah. more of like the life lessons and it's the struggles and the, the real conversation about what the job really looks like or how important the mentorship is for you or where you're headed next. Or I, I just... I think yeah. people get a lot of the out of those conversations. And so like, that's why I really like to focus on that. And um, yeah. what a fun conversation. Plus it's yeah, a man. selfish endeavor for me, man. I got to like sit back and listen to you today <laughs> and learn a little bit more about you, you know? Oh man. Yeah. I'll tell you that if anything, if, when, when it comes to, you know, when people just uh, learn it, loving it, man. And, and people talk about love with the process. The process is, is sometimes long. But if you have fun along the way and, you know, you're honest about where you are, you're honest to the people around you, then, you know, it, it'll always be a good time. You, you can't you can't go wrong in the in the fire service period as long as you are, are doing those things. Man. And that's that's just kind of how it's just landed for me. You know? uh, I put up a post last night on social media where I just said, you know, we ask people when they come into the fire service to go all in. We expect you yeah. to be all in. We want everything from you, including your life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then That's and then right. most fire departments let their people down. Right? right. We expect everything right. from our firefighters and officers, but the but the administration or the city or whoever typically lets us down. So it's what do we do with that? Right? We can fold and buckle and point fingers and, and fall down on the job and not do what we're we're sworn to do because we're going to let that affect us or are we just going to continue to push forward and we don't care what they say we're going to do this job to the best of our abilities and and people can fall on either side of that argument right but ultimately it comes down to character and who you are and whatever job i ever hold i want to do it to the best of my ability and um and i i know that you feel very much the same way with that and and that's why this matters and that's why conversations like this today matter because we want to push this job forward and if we can reach one person through this podcast conversation and make them feel good or pick up their game or let them realize that hey maybe i'm um you know not as good as i should be these days and i'm i'm you know guys are looking at me and i need to turn it around then freaking jackpot brother we dude we did yeah, what we were set we out to it. do <laughs> yeah we did right, what we, we did set it. out to do i've seen that i almost commented i was going to comment on that uh Yesterday, but then the baby woke up, so I nah, didn't get a okay. chance to write. No, but I was going to okay. tell you, I would say, I thought it was, I thought it, I thought it was great because it was. I thought about how, you know, what you're saying is absolutely correct, and I felt like the only thing that we can do is change our, uh, is try to grow our sphere of influence. I love the job. I don't care how many people don't. I do. So if I can get ten people around me to love it, and they can get ten people around them to love it, then we do it. It's easy. It's easier to be infectious when it comes to the negative. I could walk out of the fire department right now and tell everybody, hey, man, this place sucks. And guess what? A lot of people are going to say the same thing. Yeah, you're right, man. This place sucks. They don't do this. They don't do that. They don't do this. But you walk in a room full of firemen. He said, hey, guys, this is, yeah, I'm having a really good time. I'm happy to be here. And then you might have one guy that says, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're something right. But it, then you start to permeate that room, you know. They go somewhere else and do the same thing. We got to combat the, the bad with the good when it comes to this place. There's stuff that does need fixing, like, of course, right? And I'm not going to sit up here and sound like a company man and say, ah, no matter no matter what, you know, this yep. is the, you know everything's perfect. I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, though, like, it's so much good, so many good times. Sometimes you'll be sitting next to your best friend. You wouldn't even have met this guy. He's your best friend that you ever had in your life, right, in the firehouse with you. 
And instead of being grateful of the fact that y'all are there together, you talk about how bad something sucks because of, you know, A, B, and C that the city did. Right. And, and and that's just kind of a, that's just kind of a thing, you know, just that trying to have that positive influence on that. I love yeah, it. Well, awesome. brother, listen, you're gonna. I'm gonna sum up this whole episode right now. Sphere, Dude, of, yeah. sphere yeah. of influence. Only thing you yeah. can. Only thing you can control. That's it. Surround yourself with good That's people, it. and good things happen. Brandon Lewis, Atlanta Fire Department, brother. Thank you for joining me today on the podcast. What a great conversation, man. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Thank you, man. You're always welcome. We'll hang out soon, yeah. Yeah, I love it, man. I can't <laughs> wait to cross paths with you again and share some laughs, man, because uh, truly it's you're one of those guys that just make me feel good, and uh, I love that, man. Keep smiling. Keep loving the job. Keep pushing it forward. I know you're making a difference, and I know you're making an impact, brother, and I wish you the absolute most success with your career, and good luck with uh, as you continue to figure out the lieutenantship. And, uh, man, I wish you nothing but unbelievable success, man. Thank you for joining me today. Appreciate you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. I appreciate it, brother. Good. Stay right here. I'm going to sign off the podcast. I'll come right back to you, okay? I do. Awesome. Guys, Lieutenant Brandon Lewis out of the Atlanta, Georgia Fire Department, Company 14. What a rock star, man. What a great conversation today. He's an instructor with Fire Life Training, and he's just spreading the good word, man. It's an infectious smile and attitude. We all need that in our lives. And like he said, everything matters. Everything you do in this job matters. So anyway, thank you for tuning in. Do me a favor. Take this conversation. Take it back to the firehouse and talk about it. Because when you talk about the job, you're making the job better. We'll see you at the next one. Jeremy, National Fire Radio. National Fire Radio.